Hello, I'm Mark Bassingthwait and welcome to another episode of Alps in Brief, the podcast that comes to you from the historic Florence building in beautiful downtown Missoula, Montana. I uh, have had a couple of calls of late, and they are not out of the ordinary in terms of uh, the topics that are being discussed, Uh, but it got me to thinking, um, and I I wanted to share uh, a claim story that that goes back quite a few years, but it's one of my favorite stories for a number of reasons. Uh, A lot of the calls that I take have to do with conflicts of interest and just exploring. Sometimes it's not clear who the client is and you you work through that and you can sort of figure out the the conflict issue and resolve some things. Uh, Sometimes it's just a lawyer looking at a matter, wanting to stay in uh, or uh, wondering if if, uh, he or she can, can even take a case. So uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's fun and, and at times just crazy in terms of how uh, complex certain situations can get trying to work through all the issues. But uh, I wanted to share a conflict story again because I've had a number of calls. And, and of late, the issue really has been, what rule are we in? Is it sort of a, a current client matter in terms of 1.7, or is it uh, a past client situation, uh, rule 1.9? And it, it's interesting because 1.7 is, is a bit more restrictive, uh, and 1.9, if we can get there, um, is a little more permissive in terms of allowing attorneys some additional options uh, in terms of whether they can stay in or can take a, a new matter on, that kind of thing. So let me get to my story. There's just some interesting learnings out of it. The, the gist of it is uh, there, there's a, a larger firm that uh, had a senior partner. Uh, I would call this individual a rainmaker and had a very good long-standing client and this client was a developer and uh, this developer had an option on a significant amount of land and the firm uh, wanted to you know help this individual close the close the deal and and uh you know if if they managed to have the client get all this land um the firm stands to make a great deal of money in terms of billables over the years as, as this project would evolve and, and be developed. Uh, and we are talking about real money here. I mean, it, it, it's way into the seven digits. So what happened is the uh, client was unable to get sufficient funds together to exercise his option, and uh, he lost out. This wasn't the first deal uh, to go south and probably won't be the last. Uh, And regardless, uh, this individual is is an individual of uh, real wealth. The firm, however, you know, looking at, boy, how much money could be made if they uh, get involved in this project, didn't want to walk away. Another partner at the firm had another client who was also an individual of means and uh, was very interested in this uh, project and uh, was able to put the deal together and the, the firm got involved in terms of all the follow-up work and uh, everybody's happy, right? Well, not so much. It, it turns out the 
project as it went forward with the, the second client uh, was, was successful. Uh, there was a lot of news coverage, uh, you know, the individual was just getting some attention and whatnot. And, and the original client that lost out on the deal, I, I guess, got a little put out about all that. Uh, just likes, well, you know, should have been me kind of a thing. So he ended up suing for malpractice uh, based on a conflict of interest. And uh, suffice it to say, at the end of the day, there was a substantial loss paid out. And one little side comment here, um, a dirty little secret with conflict claims, uh, a law firm or an attorney can't benefit financially from something they should never have been involved in in the first place. So disgorgement of fees was also on the table. And I assure you that the firm in this situation uh, paid some real money to get out of this claim and, and finally have it resolved. So that's sort of the down and dirty uh, of this claim. But I want to talk about some learnings with it, some interesting things. The, the first thing I want to talk about is you know, this difference, are we in rule 1.7 or 1.9? Um, arguably, had this individual, the, the, the first developer that lost out uh, on April exercise on the option, had this individual been a past client, this may have turned out a little bit differently. Well, what happened? Why didn't it play this way? Well, first off, the law firm, looking at all this as they wanted to analyze, uh, do, do a little conflict resolution, if you will, look at this setting and said, well, what's interesting, we have a bright line. You know, this client was unable to perform on the option, and so our involvement here is done. That bright line transitioned this individual from a present client to a past client. Now, we have all kinds of bright lines here in the practice of law. You know, the deed's been delivered, the judge signed the final order, the proceeds have been dispersed, the settlement check has been sent out, you know, what, whatever. There, there are all kinds of bright lines here. And then the other thing that, that they started to think through was to say, well, you know, we have some passage of time. Um, in, in their case, it was a few weeks. And that passage of time also transitions someone from a present client to a past client. Um, and that was the, the rationalization. Well, read the rule in your jurisdiction or the two rules in your jurisdiction. I've looked at them in every state, and uh, even the, you know, the model rules, and I've never come across any language that says a bright line or the passage of time is somehow determinative on this issue. It really isn't. Uh, I've not come across any ethics opinions that, that say this. Um, so what, what does, well, before I get to what gets us there, I, I, I wanna talk about this passage of time just a little bit uh, more in depth too, because lawyers will say, okay, well, in this story, it was a couple of weeks, we all agree, you know, that, that, that was a bad call. Well, and sometimes, you know, again, money drives ethics. Remember, there's a lot of money on the table and you, you want to find a way to not walk away from that. But, um, you know, you'll hear other lawyers say, well, but, you know, maybe two years, something like that. You know, well, what is it? You know, is it 
two weeks, two months, two years, five years, 10 years? And there really isn't an answer to this. I can share over the years in my work here uh, at Alps, I've come across some cases around the country where judges have even said, I don't know how long it is, but 15 years isn't long enough. And it's just like, okay, you, get, you gotta take note of that. So the passage of time and these bright lines are not determinative. What is determinative? And it's interesting, if you talk to jurors uh, on, on the issue, what you hear is, look lawyers, all that you do in terms of your, your business model, your marketing, is to encourage your clients to look at you as, you know, you're my lawyer, uh, this is my firm, you know, that kind of thing, uh, speaking as a client. Um, you, you want clients to say, you know, we are your clients. Now that's good business. Okay? There's nothing wrong with that. But they'll also say, because that's sort of the reality, the, the, the way you do this, encourage everybody to think, you know, we're your lawyer, we're your firm. Unless, until, unless and until you document otherwise, these individuals are going to be current clients. So think about that. If we don't document, if we don't have, you know, well, what is the document that gets you there? Obviously a letter of closure. This concludes our representation of you in this matter, you know, that kind of thing. Um, if we don't have that kind of documentation, I strongly encourage you as you do conflict resolution over the years uh, on this particular issue, that if you don't have a closure letter, I encourage you to always say, these individuals or clients are perhaps inactive, but they are current clients, regardless of the passage of time or the bright lines that have, have transpired, okay? If we don't have a closure letter, clear on its face, this concludes our representation, inactive current client. I will also tell you that you know, savvy firms in terms of um, what they do with their conflict systems, you know, sort of best practices, um, you know, even after seven years, if, if you know, firm may have a file retention policy of seven years, they start shredding things you know, in, in accordance with the policy, and that's, that's fine, but um, they don't destroy the closure letter. Uh, and I'll typically maybe a digital copy or something like that, but that's part of the conflict database. It helps us document, is this a current or a past client? Well, it helps us document that it's a past client. So the continuous um, use uh, by all in a firm of letter of closure can be very, very beneficial uh, on this topic. So I, I want to underscore bright lines, nope. Passage of time, nope. Documentation is key and a must. But there's another really interesting issue here that's sort of a, a side learning that I'd also like to, to toss out. I shared initially that the um, Rainmaker and, and this first uh, client that lost out on the option uh, have been working together for many, many years. And I want to toss sort of this side learning out because a lot of lawyers um, do have, whether it's family, friends, long-term business relationships, but we, we really develop good relationships with, with some of our clients. And there is a a thinking that just kind of comes into play at times. It says, you know, I, I 
don't want to be offensive. I, I don't need to document my files as thoroughly. Think closure letters and the absence of that because I, it's off-putting. I don't want to say goodbye, get out of here. And really, these are good people. I, I have real faith and trust in the relationship, in other words. And, and based on that faith and trust, um, these folks just aren't going to sue. Um, you know, we, we, we go way back. And I don't want to offend, and you know, so. But I, I, I got to tell you, that's not accurate. We need to think about faith and trust in these relationships and what that means from the other side. You know, in this situation, the uh, the the client basically came to the to the lawyer and the firm and said, "Look, I've been harmed here to the tune of several million dollars." It's, it's sort of a lost profit calculation. And uh, uh, I know, again, sort of, you know, this isn't said this way, but this is what's driving it based on the faith and trust in these uh, business and personal relationship we've developed over the years. I know you would not want me to suffer any harm as a result of your misstep. would you help bring the claim against yourself and the firm so that I can recover? And would you and your wife like to join us this weekend for dinner? We're gonna take the boat out. Now, in this situation, actually, I spent about a week with this firm um, after all this sort of resolved, looking and talking about the issues and, and doing some other education and, and, and consulting with them. But literally, that conversation occurred. And, and the boat, taking the boat out, we're not talking about some small, we're talking about something that's, you know, like 65-foot yacht or something. I mean, it's a big, big boat. There's a lot of money here. So, but can you appreciate how... In this relationship, faith and trust really means something different depending on which side of the relationship, attorney or client, uh, you're in. So I encourage you also not to minimize this. People that we have as lawyers great faith and trust in in terms of the attorney-client relationship, uh, this is a, a population that really is pretty litigious. Um, every carrier has uh, many, many claims over the years that arise out of these relationships, but still, you know, some things go wrong. Um, so a key takeaway here in this situation, too, is really just to look and say, hey, I understand that, you know, sending a closure letter out or something may not... Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to offend, you know, but it doesn't have to be a goodbye, kiss-off type letter. You know, you've been honored consistently over the years uh, by, by this, this person or this company or this family continuing to bring work, and it's a real privilege. Honor them back and simply say thank you. You know, this, and, and write your audience, you know, you need to phrase it and put it in the language it's typically you and how you would interact with whoever it is. But, you know, this, this concludes uh, my representation. I, I hope you found uh, my work to be exemplary. It's, it's always a pleasure. Um, I, I look forward to working with you on the, you know, Jones matter or whenever something new arises, you know, say hello to your uh, lovely wife and, you know, I, I'll see you at Rotary. I, you know, 
what but you know write to your audience but you really do need that documentation that closure letter uh, in this situation had we had a closure letter that really could have made a very very significant difference because we would have been in the 1.9 rule now yes if you sort of do this analysis on 1.9 um, we would need you know to have a consent to our uh, moving forward or this firm should have had consent to move forward and that's a sort of a different topic but um, if if you think about just the, the learnings of this fact pattern um, I, 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 I hope you begin to appreciate the importance uh, of documentation and the difference in terms of how we walk through the difference between 1.7 and 1.9. So that's uh, my quick little rundown on a conflict issue that and topic that we've been chatting about uh, with, with uh, a number of lawyers in recent months here. Uh, I hope you found it uh, worthwhile and interesting. Have a little learning here. Yeah, so it's been a pleasure. Uh, I appreciate your listening. Look forward to uh, being able to share another story, another call at some point down the road. So, hey, thanks for listening. Stay well all. Bye-bye.